This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. And I'm going to try really hard to get this name right because it's as long as my maiden name was. <laughs> Sally for for Badusi. See, I want to put a ski on it because I'm Polish. <laughs> Sally for Badusi. Is that right? Yes. Very Yay. good. Okay. Well, Sally is the local coordinator of Binghamton's, well, this year, virtual Team Hope Walk and Ann's 5K Run. And what this is um, dealing with is Huntington's disease. Welcome to the program, Sally. Um, we've never had you on before, and I don't really recall Maybe I have in the bazillion years we've been doing this. Maybe I've done uh, some interviews about Huntington's disease before, but I don't recall doing that. Let's start off right at the very beginning, and uh, let's talk about what Huntington's disease is for people like me that aren't really aware of, of what this is. And, and what I've been reading about it, it's it's horrible. Uh, actually, yes, it is. And um, a lot of people really have never heard of it because it's a, a disease that you can only get if you get it passed down in your genetics. So that kind of means that somebody in your family has to have it for you to have it. Um, and so it's not really something they've known a lot for Um, many years, but people who have it, they can get it really at any age, but usually people are more into adulthood when they get it, but there are kids who develop it as children, but it's degenerative in nature. And so what that means is that it's kind of like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease and ALS kind of all rolled into one. You have debilitating and degeneration of your brain and your body. So it simply, it just starts breaking down and you're not able to use your body in the way that you used to. And unfortunately, there's no cure and there's really not a lot of treatment. And so the people who have HD just kind of start to get bad and then they get worse and then eventually they die. And so they kind of refer to it as, you know, it's like you're in a a cage with a lion if you find out you have Huntington's disease because you just have to live with it and you know that it's going to get worse. Well, for the people that are are family members, friends, support members, the fact that this isn't heard of too much, it seems to be it would be awfully difficult for them to get a grasp on what is going on with their their loved one because this you don't hear a lot about it. Right. It's um, You don't hear a lot about it. So at first, If you, and like I said, since it's so new, people don't really know about it. And then even my personal doctor um, at UHS, um, you know, he's only had a couple of patients in his history of being a doctor here in Broome County. And even in the nursing homes around, there's really not a lot of patients with it. And so at first, if you really weren't knowing that there was a history of it in the family, you wouldn't assume that that's what was going on at first. You're very correct. And so when people are able to diagnose it, then it is better because then doctors can monitor it. And there are a lot of support groups and stuff, but unfortunately, to get treatment around in the Broome County area, you really have to go 
Um, there's a center in Rochester or down in the city, but really there's just not a lot of HD treatment doctors around here. So is this uh, fairly, even though it's not being diagnosed as much, is it more prevalent than what we are seeing for the numbers that are being diagnosed, that that there are more people out there than we might be aware of with those diagnostic numbers? I think that that's really a very uh, true statement, actually. I do think that um, there really are a lot more people who have it than go and get a diagnosis for it. And also, statistically, um, there is a test that you can get for the Huntington's disease gene to see if it's in your body. And statistically, people who get a test to see if they have it before they have symptoms end up committing suicide more than not committing suicide. And so doctors actually sometimes suggest, you know, hey, maybe, maybe it's better to not know if you have it. Maybe you should just wait and see if you get symptoms. Um, wow. Because they they feel that if people get diagnosed and they find that they have the Huntington's gene, it's hard to say, gosh, is that a symptom or gosh, could this be it? And so they kind of say, you know, just wait. And if you if you feel like, you know, maybe you you're getting it, then then maybe get tested. However, though, there are a lot of new things. And for people who have parents who have HD as children grow and they want to get married and have children, it's a good recommendation that, you know, you can get tested so that you know you're not going to pass it to your children. But it's just such a hard disease because there is no cure. And so you don't, you don't really want to pass it on. But there's so much great technology out there and they're working on things that, you know, maybe you might not pass it on to your child. Um, they can kind of cancel out that gene. And so they, there's great uh, research going on, and, and they're working on a lot of good things to, to try to help get rid of Huntington's disease. How heartbreaking that has to be, though, especially if someone has, has, you know, are building their lives and their future and their family, and they don't know that they have this gene, and then they end up having a child that ends up with Huntington's disease, and, you know, they find out later that it is getting passed on. That's got to be a horrible, horrible thing for for anyone to even think about. It just, it's mind-boggling. Yes, um, it it really is. And for Grandma Ann, who we do the 5K race for, um, she has five children, and her oldest son, Adam, also has it, and we do a little kids' fun run for him, but my son's dad and my son now is 25 and my son was always going to get tested he thought um you know when he was 18 and and the doctor kind of talked us out of it but his dad actually got tested and praise god he didn't have the gene and so my son knows that he doesn't have the gene which is a real blessing so my son's getting married this august and he and his fiance can't wait to have a child so and that's really great news because they know they don't have the genetic gene Wow, it's like Russian roulette, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Wow. How did you get involved? Um, obviously, you, you just talked about, um, first of all, let's talk about who Anne is. You, you mentioned a little bit about how, but how did you get involved in the, in the whole thing with uh, organizing this run and this walk and, and, and stuff in the Binghamton area? Uh, my background actually is in health and physical education, and um, my master's degree is adapted physical education, and so I've been uh, teaching people with disabilities for a long time, and I really enjoy that. 
and I love running. It's something that I do every single day. Um, I think I can't live without it. <laughs> um, but uh, Anne is a very, very dear friend, and uh, she is my children's grandmother, and um, I'm really thankful for her in my life. And I've known her since I was in eighth grade. So she's like my second mom. When she got diagnosed with HD about almost 20 years ago now, which is really great because usually people don't live that long. Their life expectancy after they get diagnosed is like 10 to 15 years. So she's doing pretty good and she, her mind is pretty good. Um, but I wanted to share some hope, I guess, and just I... I wanted to help her find a way to look on the bright side and find something to celebrate about Huntington's disease in a way that there is no cure. And it was something that her body and Adam's body were just trapped. And so this was kind of a way of, of sharing hope with them and helping get the word out and helping to just inspire other people. So I thought it'd be really great to put this 5K race together um, and this is our ninth year, so we've been doing it for a long time, and it's really wonderful because I'll tell you what, Grandma Ann does smile, and for the last years that we've done this, um, I mean, her favorite article of clothing are the T-shirts from the race, and she wears them, <laughs> like, every day. <laughs> so um, it does certainly give her hope. With this um, this walk and the, the run, Obviously, it's a little bit different for the past couple years with what's been going on. But before we get into how we are going to be helping with the uh, the Huntington's Disease Society of America with this event, how has dealing with the disease itself been different over the past year? Because everybody's focused over the past year has been on COVID and not on all these other things that are d- d- require treatment and and attention and special um, mechanisms and stuff to get by. How has this been a, 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 another challenge with in the days of COVID dealing with this disease and its challenges? In the beginning of COVID, I think that it was really hard because in the past it was easy to just uh, run down and help grandma Ann and and grandpa out they only live like five minutes from us and um i think when covid first started that all of a sudden we weren't supposed to go places and it was it was almost kind of scary and you you didn't want to get them sick especially because she was already having such degeneration and her her body's weak and so i just we didn't want to get her sick And um, probably the biggest thing I think that I think about was just being able to get Grandma Ann's hair washed. And, um, you know, in the past we were were taking her. My daughter's a cosmetologist in Johnson City. And, you know, we would just drive her there and get some lunch and it was easier. And but as the pandemic happened, that, that was one of the hardest things. And it was probably about a month after we were all shut down that, Grandma Ann said something about her hair and that we needed to help her wash it. And I and I honestly, I just didn't know what to do because I didn't want her to get sick. So, um, you know, we just we we went for it and we just went down and we washed her hair. And it was really great to see her. And, you know, um, we did have masks on and stuff. But um, you know what? She needed she needed hugs and we needed hugs. And so um, I guess we just realized that even though Grandpa was there, 
he needed our help too. And so that we, even though there was COVID going on, um, her disability was still happening and she still needed our help to do things despite that we weren't really supposed to go see people. And so we just did. But I, I guess what that makes me realize is that during the pandemic, when people have Huntington's or any kind of disability or they're older and they can't get out, just because the world shuts down, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden these people can take care of themselves. They still need help and love. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's, I think, probably the biggest struggle for people is just the isolation and not being able to have the people help them that they need, you know, that helped them in the past. Right, right. Well, we are trying to help people with raising money with this uh run and the the walk that's coming up the let's talk about how people can participate when it's going on how it's going on and how they can get some more information about it okay great so the event is taking place may 8th at 10 o'clock this year it's a little bit different it's at austin angle park and people are welcome to join us we're going to have our registration can be online you can go to the hdsa.org website site to find that uh, registration and I'll, I'll give that link at the end. People can come to the park and, and walk or run with us on May 8th or we're also doing it virtual this year as well. And so what that means is we're going to kind of be doing like a Facebook live event throughout the race. So if people don't feel comfortable coming to the race and actually the numbers of COVID are kind of going up a little bit again here in Broome County. And so um, we just wanted to be able to have a way that we could hold the race either way. And so if you don't feel comfortable, you can still just go and register online. You can go to our live event and you can join in that way too. The registration is free. If you raise or donate $30 or more, you can get a Huntington's disease t-shirt. And so I think it's really exciting because we're just going to be holding it either way. And so the link for the walk and run is hdsa.org slash T-H-W-A-N-N-S-5-K. And also people can feel free to email me if they have questions or how to register at my email address. And my email address is Sally Forbidusi. It's S-A-L-L-Y-F-O-R-B-I-D-U-S-S-I-423 at gmail.com. And I'd be glad to. Well, thank you for all the information. And, and it's something that I think that we maybe put a little bit of a light on so that people understand that this is out there. Thank you very much for being my guest. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Pat Boone here. 